Welcome to Christchurch Chislehurst Podcasts. This week's podcast is given by Sue, and it's about the Emmaus Road. In this story, the disciples saw Jesus but didn't recognise him. Perhaps we have this problem sometimes, but Jesus is with us always. months a walk each day has been recommended to form part of daily routine. I've done my best to do this even if it has been very short. In fact I feel I know each paving stone near me personally. However walking without company is not always easy and I found it challenging. I've been thrilled on some occasions to have been invited by friends to accompany them at a safe distance apart, of course. I learnt that although walking side by side you cannot see facial expressions, you can learn an awful lot from the tone of the voice of the speaker. So, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Luke is the only gospel writer to record this journey, and it has some very human elements. We sense the deep grief of Cleopas and his companion, They were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, a journey of about seven miles. They had obviously witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus, the teacher. They had listened to and watched him perform such amazing miracles. Now he had been subjected to the death of a common criminal. And so they supposed that was the end of all their hopes and dreams of new beginnings. There was little hope in their hearts that day as they walked. Their body language showed their inner feelings. As they journeyed on, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they did not recognise him. He listened to them before reminding them of their history and of the promises that had been contained in them. Still, still they walked with little hope in their hearts. The second reading from Luke's Gospel is again chapter 24, but this time we're going to read verses 28 
to 35. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while, we talk, while he talked with us on the road, and he opened the scriptures to us? This is the word of the Lord. We can now picture the two, perhaps a little lighter in step because they were near their destination and because they had been listened to by the companion they still had not recognised. Jesus acted as if he was going on his way, but they offered hospitality. And it was during that meal that light dawned and they recognised their friend and teacher. Hope returned as they shared a family meal. They saw again his hands as he broke the bread and gave thanks. They could not keep the good news to themselves and set off back to Jerusalem, yes, another seven miles, to share their experience with the other 11. During the last year, we've all been conscious of personal loss and others we know who have suffered. Loss through death. Loss in the sadness of not meeting up with family and friends, especially for, for particular occasions of celebration loss of work and finance, and just for all of us, the lack of normal routine. As the Queen and her family experience a deep sense of loss and sadness, our thoughts and prayers are with them as they begin to walk the journey of grief following the death of Prince Philip, a much-loved husband, father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. Comments from some of his family say he was always willing to listen to them. This very well-known and loved story reminds us that when our walk is heavy, it is all right not to be all right and to be honest we're human beings, not bionic robots. A lesson I have found it hard to learn. Our Lord dealt so gently and courteously as he journeyed. He listened so graciously. And from the beginning, he observed their body language. When we meet others whose steps are heavy, 
May we remember how Jesus walked alongside those two heart-weary disciples and not immediately offer advice, even when we think we may have helpful answers. May our words be watered by the Holy Spirit to show that we are trying to understand and that we are really listening. Throughout the year, this passage from Luke can teach us much and encourage us in our journey. And as we witness and care for other people in differing circumstances, It is a good reminder, too, that when we find it difficult to pray, when we feel alone and our future looks uncertain, the risen Christ is with us, although we may not recognise him. As he said to those early disciples when he was returning to heaven, so he says to us today and every day, I am with you until the end of time. What a relief and what a promise. We can walk on with hope in our hearts, even through the storms of life. Today we've been thinking of journeys in in many forms and the lessons that can be learned from that journey on the road to Emmaus. As with all uh, journeys, it really has sort of three positions in my mind. All the places that we've been before and the journey we've made, where we now stand as a new starting point. And finally, when we look forward as we journey onward towards our final destination. And the third stage particularly is very relevant as we consider our journey through the recovery from this pandemic and as we look forward to our own final destiny in glory for those 
who have accepted that generous gift of eternal life. So let us pray this morning around those three through phases of our journey. Lord, we just think about the past now. Father, we bring you our praise and our worship to you today, and we thank you that you have so wonderfully protected us over many years, and we stand before you today. We marvel that the creator of the universe sent his son to planet Earth 2,000 years ago so that he might die for us and through such a huge sacrifice that we can enter into that personal relationship with the Saviour of this world. And we acknowledge your perfection and as a result we come before you now with penitent hearts today. And as the Bible tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Father, we thank you and praise you that we can seek your forgiveness today and that purification, and we can do that on a daily basis. So, Father, just in a few moments of quiet, let us just bring before you all those areas in our lives over this past weeks and months where we have failed to meet or reach the standards that you have set for us. Oh, Father, we just thank you for that wonderful gift of forgiveness. And Lord, if we consider the present as we stand here before you today with saddened hearts, as we consider the death of Prince Philip on Friday. Let us use the prayers that the Rochester Diocese have prepared as we bring the royal family um, before you now. Blessed Jesus, Lord of Lord and King of Kings, we give you thanks for the life of Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, for the grace and mercy he received from you, for his faithful love and support of Her Majesty, the Queen, and his service to this nation at home and abroad. Enfold him in your everlasting arms, grant him rest, and raise him up at the last in the company of the saints in light. Amen. O God, our Sovereign and Shepherd, we, we brought again your Son, Jesus Christ, and the death the valley of death, comfort, we pray. The Queen and all the royal family with your protecting presence. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and with your heavenly peace and bring them at the last to your everlasting kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> and Father, at this time also we bring, together, bring to you our Prime Minister, members of Parliament and all those involved in the government of our country, both nationally and locally. May this time of national mourning bring all elements of our society together in a wonderful sense of unity. And we bring the wider church in the United Kingdom and throughout the world before you. May the prayers from all the congregations 
reflect the thanksgiving for his life in our service. And then we look to the future for that third stage of our journey. And as the Fellowship of Christian Believers here in Chislehurst, as we journey onward, may we be able to join those <coughs> on the road to Emmaus who exclaimed, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? May we all experience that wonderful fact as we journey along with Jesus at our side. As a church here, we need to journey out of the restrictions of this pandemic. Let us pray for guidance as we seek to expand our worship and ministries in the coming days. Father, we ask that you'll give our leaders of ministries in your fellowship here the guidance and inspiration to move forward. May you overcome fear in those that are worried. Give hope to those feeling despair and encouragement for those suffering financial, job security or psychological problems. Give us all words of encouragement to speak into their situations. Amen. <clears throat> and as we look into the more distant future, may we be reminded of the powerful words we use in our communion services which are so real at this Easter period. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Father, guide us in your way for the future. Father, we thank you that you've been with us in the past. You stand with us now, and we praise you for the hope that leads us to our heavenly home with you. Amen. <clears throat> and shall we conclude by saying even through our, through our masks, the grace to each other, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.
Thank you, everyone, for your parts that you've played in our act of worship this morning. Whether it's simply being here to provide fellowship and encouragement for other people, whether it's been an input from this side of the, the step, or whether you've been working at the back on the gadgetry. Thank you, everyone. One of the things I like about the Bible is that it doesn't paper over the cracks. It doesn't paint human nature into something that it isn't. It acknowledges our weaknesses and our doubts and our frailties. In the story of the couple going to the road from Emmaus, it's only afterwards that the couple realised that they were in the presence of Jesus. They'd backtracked in their minds and they realised, didn't our hearts burn within us? Click, click, click. It was Jesus. And sometimes it is that in our sadnesses, in our weaknesses, in our disappointments, in our bereavements, it's as we look back that we see the Lord's goodness and his grace sustaining us along difficult ways. Don't be afraid to look back, because looking back helps us to look to the future. We look to the future when we may no longer have to observe the protocol of going out that way, maintaining a social distance and wearing funny masks. But we're still in that situation yet. So as you leave that way, do maintain your social distances and avoid the temptation to just strike up conversations within the building. There will be a man uh, somewhere near the back who will dance up and down, waving his hand in the air. He's not practicing for his tambourine, but he is showing you that he is available for contactless offerings. So if you'd like to give him that way, just tell him to calm down a bit, stop jumping about, keep his gadget still, and then you can use that. And he'll be very happy. I'm going to ask you to, st ask you to stand now while we listen to the national anthem being played. I think there are words sung on, oh, there are no words. We'll have to sing the words in our minds. So let's stand together and keep verbal silence as the national anthem is played.
And now may Christ, who out of defeat brings new hope and a new future, fill you with his new life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. We go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.